Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnard's on the NBA. I am your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and co-host, Emilio. Hey, it's me. It is Emilio, and we're joining you here for this uh, special uh, Father's Day episode of uh, Barnard's on the NBA. And uh, in honor of Father's Day, I'm doing this podcast with my, my own son. Yes. We do that every time, but uh, this time as well. Uh, on this episode, we're going to be exploring a new format where we look at the NBA and ABA players who are born in uh, various states, and we're starting with some uh, some interesting ones here. Yeah, today we're going to do a tournament on North Dakota, South Dakota, Idaho, and Wyoming. North Dakota with six players, at, uh, South Dakota with five, Idaho with five, and Wyoming with seven. So we're going to be talking about some interesting players on this episode. We certainly are. We're going to be uh, using our, uh, our standard format where we uh, identify starting lineups, uh, starting at center, followed by power forward, small forward, shooting guard, and point guard. And uh, to be clear, we're talking about players who are born in each of these states, not necessarily yeah. uh, where they did anything else. Yes. So some of these players could have been born there and grew up and somewhere completely different. Exactly. So uh, to be clear, we have our parameters in place and uh, we're ready to get started. Let us begin by speaking about North Dakota. Mills, who did you have at North Dakota Center? I had Les Jepsen. I think that's who I had. Yeah, I had Les Jepsen. And um, this guy was, I mean, okay. Well, let's put, let's put it this way. His nickname was Big Boy. Yeah. According to uh, Basketball Reference. Uh, I mean, a lot reference. of these players that we'll be talking about, I mean, are kind of like, uh, well, this guy, I mean, one point per game, 52 games, 3.7 minutes played. I mean, so. Per game, per game. Yeah. Got to give him credit. Uh, yeah, I got 52 games in, in the league uh, across two seasons in 1990-91 uh, and 91-92 with the uh, Warriors and Kings. And uh, attended Iowa, uh, taken with the uh, the first pick in the second round in the 90 uh, NBA draft uh, by the Warriors, the 28th pick overall. And uh, this guy went to uh, high school in the same town that he's from, uh, Bo Bells High School in uh, North Dakota. Yeah, well, um, so he, he this guy's probably like grew up in North Dakota. Uh, it sure seems like it. I mean, went, went, to, went, went to high school there as well. Went to Iowa for uh, for college. Uh, notably, was involved in a uh, in, in a trade. Uh, that also included uh, the likes of Mitch Richmond and uh, Billy Owens back in uh, November of 1991. Yeah, interesting. That's pretty cool. Uh, certainly a feather in, uh, in Les Jepsen's uh, cap. A uh, really tall guy, seven feet tall. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he uh, did you have him there too? made his way to the NBA. I actually uh, did not have Les Jepsen. He didn't make my squad. He was the uh, the one player from uh, who was born in North Dakota who didn't make my team. I uh, should mention uh, Les Jepsen, uh, a 51 wearer throughout his career. I actually went with a guy we discussed uh, pretty recently, Mark Landsberger. Yeah, this guy's a two-time NBA champ. I think I had him at, um, um, yes, I had him at power forward. But, yeah, I mean, this guy, I mean, was actually better than Les Jepsen. I think that's fair to say. I mean, it's a question of which uh, big slot you want to put them in. I think Mark Landsberger, we uh, we, we talked about uh, pretty recently on our uh, our Minnesota episode just a yeah. couple of episodes ago. But we also could have talked about him on our 1977 NBA draft episode because uh, he was involved in that, the uh, 35th overall pick by the Bulls in the second I think round Minnesota there. Minnesota actually might have been our last episode. Uh, I believe we did Louisville uh, more recently than, oh, uh, than yeah. Minnesota. But it was just two episodes ago that we were uh, you know busy talking about uh, two-time champ uh, Mark Landsberger. Yeah, I mean, actually, solid. I mean, 5.8 points per game, 437 regular season games. I mean, solid. Didn't do that much. I mean, 6.1 rebounds. Um, so, solid contributor. As you mentioned, I mean, you know, a reserve on a couple of Lakers title teams. I mean, played with the likes of uh, Kareem Magic. I mean, like, you know, some of the all-time greats. And he actually worthy. played. Yeah, actually got got some run uh, with, played, like, with those teams. teams. Uh, played played most of the, played most games exactly. I mean that that, uh, that seventy nine eighty title season played uh, sixteen games in the playoffs. Uh, played nine in the eighty one eighty two title season. So uh, you know, getting getting a little bit of run there for uh, for Mark Landsberger. Certainly a, a credit to uh, North Dakota. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. So uh, as but we mentioned, grew up in Minnesota. Grew up in Minnesota. Yeah, that's uh, certainly worth mentioning. Went to high school in uh, in Arden Hills, Minnesota. So not a. Uh, not a North North Dakota guy uh, throughout his uh, his childhood, but uh, certainly born there. So as I mentioned, I had uh, Mark Landsberger there at uh, at the five. 
Uh, you mentioned you had uh, Mark Lesberg at the four. That's correct? Yeah. So we should move on to my four, which is another guy we talked about fairly recently on our uh, Creighton episode, Doug McDermott. Yes, I had this guy at the two, I'm pretty, I mean, at the three, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, I did. And um, I mean, this guy, current player, and I mean, 11th overall by the Nuggets. And um, yeah, the Nuggets have uh, made some big draft mistakes in Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, and um, Doug McDermott. Uh, yeah, I think, as we mentioned on, on our uh, previous episode, the Creighton episode, talking about Doug McDermott, uh, the trade he was involved in, maybe one that uh, uh, the um, the Nuggets would, uh, would would like to have back, but it uh, worked out pretty well for them in terms of getting Gary Harris and uh, Yusuf Nurkic in that deal, yeah. uh, sending Anthony Randolph and, uh, and uh, uh, Doug McDermott uh, to the uh, to the Bulls. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he's had a really solid career. I mean, oh, uh, yeah. the 2014 uh, draft pick, uh, number 11 overall, and a guy who can really stroke it. I mean, he's, he's known as Dougie McBuckets. Yeah, I mean, he's he's in his prime right now. I mean, averaging 13.6 points per game this season, and he can really get hot. Absolutely. I mean, you know, a 40% three-point shooter for his career on, uh, you know, decent volume. I mean, not, not huge volume for the era in which he's playing, but a guy who can really score it. And, uh, yeah, I think he's got some years ahead of him. Pretty good size at, uh, at 6'7", 225. Uh, and, uh, you know, just finished his age 29 season, but uh, certainly some, uh, you know, a, a good sense he's going to find himself in another good spot uh, going forward. I believe he's a free agent after this season. So we'll be seeing what uh, what becomes of uh, Doug McDermott's career going forward. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, you know, you've got him on your squad as well at the uh, the three. And, uh, yeah, I had him here at the four. Yeah, and um, he also did not grow up in um, North Dakota, I don't think. Went to high school in Iowa. Yeah, yeah, that's worth mentioning as well. And of course, uh, went on to uh, to play uh, uh, collegially at Creighton, where he uh, played for his dad, uh, his dad, uh, the coach uh, of Creighton, Greg McDermott. And that, of course, is in uh, Nebraska. So a guy who uh, you know spent some time out there in the middle of the country. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's uh, l- let's let's keep it moving here, Mills. Who do you have? Uh, are you you mentioned you had Doug McDermott at the three, so I guess we'll move on to my three. I went with uh, Tyler Johnson, another current NBA player. Yes, this guy I had, I think I had him at the point, but um, yeah, no, I think I had him at the two. Um, you had him at the point. Yeah, I did have him at the point, but he can also play um, the two. Is that where you had him? Uh, I, I had him at the three, actually. Oh, wow. Um, uh, a little bit out of position, but I mean, I can explain yeah. why as we move down the uh, down the spectrum here. But let's talk a little bit I about Tyler Johnson. I disagree with that, but hey, his nickname, Bumpy, and um, another current player, also born in um, 92. Uh, yeah, born in '92. We were actually noting uh, prior to the uh, uh, the record here that uh, North Dakota really hadn't produced any uh, North Dakota-born players uh, who made it to the league for a, a long time. Uh, really went between uh, the arrival of uh, Les Jepsen in uh, the '91-'92 season, went all the way to uh, 2015, and wouldn't you know it, the t- two guys from uh, North Dakota, the guys who have played the most in in the league. Uh, both from Grand Forks, North Dakota, both born there anyway, in uh, 1992, within a few months of each other. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And uh, Tyler Johnson, he, um, he um, went to high school in California, but I mean, yeah, I mean, pretty good career so far, I guess. And I mean, was went to the Nets in the bubble last year, and um, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I mean, undrafted out of uh, Fresno State. So a guy who really has uh, made a career for himself despite not getting drafted uh, has bounced around a little bit, but really uh, found his spot with the uh, with the heat early in his career, signing as an undrafted free agent and uh, making the most of his time there. I mean, uh, uh, getting off to a solid start, playing some rotation minutes, uh, even in his first two years at age 22 and 23 with the heat. And then uh, we were talking about it a little while ago off air, uh, you know, the idea of uh, restricted free agents. Tyler Johnson, one of these guys who signed a restricted free agent offer sheet with the Nets when they had a lot of cash to burn, and uh, it was matched by uh, by the Heat. It was a uh, four-year, $50 million contract, so uh, Tyler Johnson really got paid uh, as, as the Heat matched that deal, and of course, he ultimately has made his way to the uh, to the Nets uh, this season. Yeah, and um, I mean, one of the best players in the bubble last year with the Nets, I think. Uh, definitely played uh, played well for, uh, for for the Nets last year in, in the bubble. I mean, obviously limited time there, uh, just uh, eight games, but uh, definitely you know starting four of those and uh, playing some significant minutes and having a, a pretty substantial role. I know that was a pretty depleted team, 
that the uh, Nets had in the bubble last I mean, year. Went up a thousand percent from the line. Yeah, I mean you can't beat that. I mean literally. I mean you made every shot took the line, so that, that's uh, that's pretty darn good. Uh, I, I wonder what the future holds for uh, for Tyler Johnson. He's now uh, 29 years old and uh, not a not not a huge guy, not a guy who shoots it that well. I mean, 36 percent from three. So uh, we'll have to see what happens with him going forward. But uh, certainly has uh, has had a pretty good run in the league. 348 regular season games for an undrafted player. Yeah, and certainly for a guy from North Dakota, because uh, not too many of them. Yeah, I mean. Definitely. Just uh, just six of them, actually. So, yeah, I had him at, at the three. A little bit out of position there. Uh, according to basketball reference, he's played about 2% of his uh, minutes in the league at the three. So uh, a bit of a stretch. Certainly more of a, a one or a two, and I, I know that's where you had him. So let, let's keep it moving here. we got a lot of guys to get through. Who do you have at the uh, at the two? I had Dwayne Kalu. Yeah, that, that sounds, uh, sounds like a close enough uh, guess of uh, how to pronounce his name. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Dwayne. Yeah, um, I really like this guy's name, uh, how you spell it, and um, yeah, I mean, 6'3", 175, and um, just listed as a guard on basketball reference, so I mean, you couldn't put him at point guard, you could, could put him at shooting guard. That's right, and he's like one of these guys who came around before they were getting too specific about positions, so we really don't have that information, played all the way back in uh, the 49-50 and 50-51 seasons, so a long time ago. I uh, played with the, uh, the the Nuggets and the Fort Wayne Pistons back in the day. And, uh, yeah, a guy was taken in the uh, 1949 BAA draft, uh, 67th overall by the Celtics, uh, an Indiana guy. Uh, as it turns out, despite being born in uh, North Dakota, I went to high school in uh, Terre Haute, uh, Indiana, and then went to uh, Indiana State where he would go on to be a uh, successful head coach. Yeah, and um... – Got to mention that he's actually um, 95 years old and still alive. Big ups, Dwayne Clue, uh, if that's how you pronounce your name, uh, staying alive for all this time, a guy who played a uh, really long time ago. Yeah, and, um, I mean, we haven't really talked about the stats, but, I mean, 8.2 points per game for his career and actually, like, was okay. Absolutely. I mean, as, as best we can tell from the limited uh, statistical record, uh, yeah, I mean, he looked like he put up some numbers. Uh, over the course of his career. I thought this guy was particularly interesting because uh, not only was he, during his college career, the uh, NAIA tournament MVP back in 1948 and was uh, a second-team All-American. This is uh, thanks to uh, Wikipedia. Also uh, has his number retired by Indiana State, number 54, uh, despite not wearing that in the NBA. Also, uh, as I mentioned, coached uh, at Indiana State uh, for a whole number, for a, a number of years, I should say. Uh, 182 and uh, 122 was his record, almost uh, winning 60% of his games there. But also... A tennis coach at uh, at Indiana State. Uh, so uh, yeah, pretty pretty wild. I mean, a multi-sport coach. Yeah. Dwayne Clue. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought so. And actually, uh, was the um, coach over twenty six seasons a tennis coach at uh, Indiana State. Wow. So uh, epic tennis career as well. So if we ever end up doing uh, Barnard's on tennis or Barnard's on college tennis, we might uh, might end up talking about Dwayne Clue again. Yeah. We shall see. So let, let's keep us moving uh, uh, through these uh, through these guys. Uh, I had uh, at the two, Glenn Hansen. Yeah, and I think this is the, the last guy we got <laughs> for um, North Dakota. And, I mean, it's kind of rough for Glenn because, I mean, in his last um, two seasons, he did not put up a bucket. Uh, that's, uh, that's that's unfortunate for uh, for for Glenn. Are, are you sure about that? I think it's last, his, last in, in his last season. Yeah, he only played five games that last year in the uh, 77, 78 season. But hey, the two years prior to that, he definitely put up a bucket. Yes, actually, six point or five point three points per game in those um, two other seasons. So I mean, okay. Yeah, played with those uh, Kansas City Kings uh, uh, during the bulk of his uh, his NBA career. One hundred and ten of his one hundred and twelve games played just a couple games with the Bulls. Uh, late in his uh, in his career, but taken with the uh, 31st overall pick in the uh, 1975 NBA draft and uh, an attendee of LSU. I don't think we uh, probably got to him in our LSU episode. No, I don't think so. That was actually one of our first episodes. We probably didn't get to much yeah. in that one. Fair. We should probably redo that and maybe talk about Shaq. And... Yeah, I'm sure we, we dispensed with Shaq in about uh, 30 seconds on that episode, probably deserving of a little bit more, uh, more treatment. Uh, but yeah, I, I, Known as uh, as Klondike uh, in the uh, uh, according to basketball reference as well. I, I wonder what that was about. Yeah, I mean, not sure, but I mean, something that uh, 
I mean, he's he's 69 right now. Actually played in the 70s, so not too, too long ago. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, yeah, fortunately, Glenn Hansen uh, still with us. All right, so let's uh, unless we have anything else to, uh, to say on Glenn Hansen, let's run down our, uh, our North Dakota squads here quickly, and we'll move on to uh, South Dakota. Yeah, uh, I had um, center Les Jepsen, power forward Mark Landsberger, um, small forward Doug McDermott, shooting guard Dwayne Glue, and point guard Tyler Johnson. Yeah, and I had uh, center Mark Landsberger, power forward Doug McDermott, Small forward Tyler Johnson, shooting guard Glenn Hansen, and point guard Dwayne Clue. All right, let's uh, let, let's pivot over to uh, to South Dakota now. Uh, Mills, who do you have at your uh, starting center for uh, South Dakota? Yeah, well, um, yeah, only five players from South Dakota, and um, who did I have? Um, I had uh, <laughs> Jared Jared Reiner, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I had Jared Reiner, and um, yeah. He um actually played in the early two thousand, so it was only thirty nine. Never know, maybe he's come back. But um, yeah, I mean, put up one point two points per game and uh, was okay. Now I don't know if you know this about Jared Reiner, but uh, he was uh, undrafted out of a uh, trip uh, South Dakota, actually went to high school there as well. And uh, by the end of his, by the end of first grade, he had a black belt in Taekwondo. So you don't want to mess with Jared Reiner. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really, um, like, a, I don't really pay attention to karate. I think it's one of those. Well, you're going to pay attention to this. He was also apparently the uh, valedictorian, like, top grades in his high school class back in 2000. In karate? <laughs> no, just his, his grades overall in high school. Oh. Uh, so this guy, probably towering intellect. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I mean, this guy was 6'11". 255. Towering human being as well, and actually uh, wore number 55 as well uh, during his uh, brief time with the Bucks uh, back in the 2006-2007 NBA season. Yeah, I mean, this guy must have been great to get that black belt in. I mean... At such a young age, too. First grade. <laughs> Very impressive. <laughs> um, yep. I only played two years. Unfortunately, his career basically ended with an injury. But, uh, yeah. I should mention as well that he actually finished uh, seventh in the nation at the uh, Hershey track meet in Hershey, Pennsylvania in the softball throw when he was 10. Softball throw. <laughs> so this guy could really throw it. <laughs> I guess. And he's probably just, like, chucking up shots in the league. Probably doesn't even know how to play because, I mean, he only – he was not very good. Did play in a number of different places uh, around the world in addition to his uh, brief oh, NBA good. run. So, uh, yeah, did, did get some time elsewhere. I actually had uh, Jared Reiner on my squad as well, if you can believe that. But I had him at the four. At I mean, the, you have that. Yeah, I mean, it's only five guys. Uh, so at the five, I went with uh, Ray Ellison. Now, this guy, a pretty limited run in the league. Yeah, well, I mean, this guy um, in that 49-50 um, season, he um, did not play other played exhibition games with the New York Celtics. Yeah, I mean, he played exhibition games in the New York Celtics, and that's why he just shot out a season in the league. He was like, hey, I think I prefer the New York Celtics, so, like, why not? I got to be honest, I didn't even know about the New York Celtics, but apparently there was a barnstorming team called the uh, the original Celtics, and uh, that's that's the squad that he uh, he played some exhibition games for. Yeah, Ray Allison, a guy who came along a long time ago, uh, came out of Wexus, <laughs> Wexus, uh, West Texas A&M University, uh, and, and joined up with the NBA or the BAA, excuse me, for the 1948-49 season, uh, played with the Minneapolis Lakers. And, uh, yeah, just, just a little cup of coffee for this guy. Uh, six games across uh, across two seasons. I don't know why you had him on your team. Uh, he's one of uh, five guys who are from, uh, from South Dakota originally who were uh, born there. And uh, he was, in fact, born in Brooklyn, South Dakota, and died as well in South Dakota in Sioux Falls. Yeah, well, I mean. Back in 94. Yeah, so um, you want to move on to my power forward? Yeah, I guess so, because there's not, not a ton to say about uh, Ray Ellison, although uh, I have a feeling he may be coming up again. Because uh, my power forward is um, Ray Ellison. <laughs> All right, so let's keep moving here. Who do you have with the three? Wait, who do you have with the two? Oh, yeah. I had Jared Reiner, so oh, we, yeah. we, we talked about the two bigs now. Um, now we move on to the best player from South Dakota, Mike Miller. Also, J John Sunbold is pretty good. Well, let's not give away the story here. I mean, all right, we'll get to John Sunville. Let's talk about Mike Miller. 
Yeah, I mean, rookie of the year, two-time NBA champ, sixth man of the year, all rookie team. And that, that's probably the most accolades we're going to talk about today because today is pretty rough. This guy was good, though. I mean, 18.5.3 in one year, um, um, over 1,000 games in the league, 10.6 points per game for his career. Um, yeah, I mean, good player, 40% from three. Yeah, I feel like that's what he's most known for. I mean, we talked about him not that long ago in our Florida episode. Definitely check that out to hear more about uh, Mike Miller. But a guy who was taken high in the draft after a uh, pretty prominent career in college at Florida. Um, number five overall pick in the 2000 draft. Of course, that's a notoriously terrible draft. Uh, but Mike Miller, a guy who uh, you know had a terrific career out of there. I mean, uh, you know, playing, uh, starting his career with the, with the Magic, uh, making his way to the Grizzlies, the Timberwolves, the uh, Wizards. The Heat, where he uh, was part of those Heatle squads and uh, won a couple of titles. And then uh, finally the Grizzlies again, the uh, Cavs and the um, the Nuggets down the end of his career. Really, really solid work out of him. Uh, uh, over 1,000, 1,032 regular season games in his career in addition to uh, becoming a real factor in the playoffs, uh, 94 playoff games as well. So a really good work out of, uh, out, out of Mike Miller. Definitely best known for being a, uh, a three-point specialist, but uh, – one, one who had the size and, uh, and other basic skills to uh, hang around for a while. 6'8", guys, so pretty good size for a, uh, a wing player. Yeah. And a uh, really solid career. Actually, interesting to uh, note that he uh, was a uh, assistant coach with the, the Memphis Tigers, uh, the uh, college team, uh, for a couple of years, and actually uh, is now the head coach at uh, Houston High School in uh, in Tennessee. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was pretty, uh, pr- pretty interesting. So, uh yeah, that's uh, that, that's Mike Miller for you, and he's uh, also my choice at the, uh, at the at the three. Yeah, and at the two, the all-time great. Med Park. <laughs> now, a lot of a lot of people might not know about Med Park. Let's uh, l- l- let's film it. Who would not know about Med Park? I mean, he's the all-time great leader in assists all time. Uh, well, <laughs> let, let's not lead our listeners too far astray. He was a uh, 1958 NBA champ. Yeah, actually, only um, 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 only um, only um, only um, only uh, only five hundred and thirty-two assists in his career. Not horrible, but um, more personal fouls and assists. I gotta say, and um. 1,924 points. I think, and uh, solid career. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, solid career is right. I mean, unfortunately, passed away back in uh, 1998 at the age of 65. Uh, attended Missouri, uh, so not not a guy who uh, who hung around in uh, South Dakota despite having been born there, but a, a guy who played the two and the three, uh, known as the bulldozer from Missouri. Not exactly sure what that's about. <laughs> not, not a, lot of, a lot of information uh, out there about well, that. Now we know he's from Missouri for sure. Yeah, definitely more of a Missouri guy than a South Dakota guy, but he meets our meets our criteria here. And a guy who hung around the league for a while, 313 regular season games, got a little taste in the playoffs as well, and of course won a title with the uh, with the St. Louis Hawks. Uh, very very impressive stuff. And uh, of course, you know, teammates with some of the, some of the greats on that uh, St. Louis Hawks I mean, team, from Doogie, you know, talking about Slater Martin to Old Rancher, Jack Coleman, Cliff Hagan, Bob Pettit, Bob Pettit, Win Wilfong. I mean, some of our our all time favorites. Chuck Share, Ed McCauley. I mean, it's. It goes on and on with that uh, 57-58 St. Louis Hawks uh, title team. A lot of um, our favorites from back then are on that um, are on some of those St. Louis Hawks teams. I mean, Zelma Beatty in the 70s. No, but Med Park uh, joins their, their ranks. As we, we've talked Congrats. about them on the podcast now. Interestingly, uh, also played a season with the uh, Washington Generals. Now, this is the team that uh, travels around with the Harlem Globetrotters and loses to them. Intentionally. Yes, that's that's kind of an interesting note about uh, Med Park. Uh, I remember like, his career with that. When we went to see the Harlem Globetrotters game, they were winning the Washington Generals, that's, that's and then they had sometimes. to like extend the game to uh, allow the Globetrotters to uh, to catch up. That's always uh, part of the deal when you go to a Globetrotters game. It's true. All right, so l- let's get to uh, point guard. Unless you have anything else on Med Park, who'd you have at the point? John Sunfold. I mean, Sonny, and um, this guy. I mean, very. I personally really like this guy. I mean, good player. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about what you like about uh, John Sunbold. I, I agree. He's the choice here. 
Yeah, I mean, 84% from the line. I mean, you really can't top that, especially in that season with the Heat in 1991, you know? I mean, when he shot like 1,000% from the line or 100%. That's perfect. I mean, he hit every shot that he took from the line that year. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, a guy who uh, came off the bench for most of his career, uh, uh, starting only 71 of uh, 502 regular season games, but uh, definitely a contributor. I mean, the guy shot 39% from three for his career. Not huge volume, but actually had a season where he hit uh, the league in three-point shooting, uh, percentage-wise, 52%. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Absolutely. Average over 10 points per game twice in his career on, uh, you know, substantial minutes, mostly coming off the bench, but... uh, Pretty impressive stuff out of John Sunbold, having been taken with the uh, 16th overall pick in the uh, 83 NBA draft out of Missouri. Actually, um, that season where he showed 50% from three, he almost put up a 50-40-90 season. That's pretty remarkable. I mean, that's, that's, that's a really good catch there. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it did almost uh, put up a 50-40-90 season, although it was a little bit in reverse, right, because he actually shot 45% from the floor, 52% from three. And eighty-two uh, percent from the uh, from the line, so not quite. But I mean, he's got got some of the numbers in the right areas there. Uh, a pretty good job from John Sumwald. Obviously, a guy who could really shoot it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like consistently wherever he went, he was a guy who was shooting in the uh, the mid to high eighties in terms of his uh, free throws. So, a, a pretty impressive work out of him. And uh, you know, went on to um, you know be named to the uh, Missouri University Board of Curators by Governor Jay Nixon back in uh, twenty sixteen. Wait, can you go on? Um, I mean, this guy, I remember Med Park was from Missouri. John Sunbold is also from Missouri. Yeah, maybe some sort of uh, South Dakota-born Missouri attending connection going on there. That's that's an interesting note. And, uh, yeah, pr- pretty impressive stuff. And his number 20, which he wore at every stop in the NBA, is retired by the uh, University of Missouri as well. Yeah. All right, so let's quickly run down our, uh, our, our South Dakota teams here, and we can uh, take a quick break before we move on to our other squads. Yeah, I had um, center Jared Reiner, um, power forward Ray Elfeson, um, small forward Mike Miller, shooting guard Matt Park, and point guard John Sunwald. And I had uh, center Ray Elfeson, power forward Jared Reiner, small forward Mike Miller, shooting guard Med Park, and point guard John Sunwald. We'll be back in just a moment. So we'll, uh, we'll pick up our conversation by uh, talking about players uh, born in Idaho. Let's uh, get right into our lineups here. Mills, who do you have at center among players born in Idaho? Yeah, the all-time great Steve Hayes. Steve Hayes. Let's, uh, let's, let's talk about him. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in Idaho. I mean, attended Idaho State University and um, went to Idaho and Aberdeen, Idaho. But, um, yeah, I mean, pretty good player. Um in the league, one of the better ones from Idaho out of their five. And, um, yeah, I mean, 2.6 points per game, 2.5 rebounds. So, I mean, solid contributor, I guess, in the 80s with a couple of – a bunch of teams, um, Spurs, Pistons, Cavs, Sonics, Sixers, and Jazz. Yeah, really got around, actually, in his uh, NBA career. I mean, made his way to a bunch of different stops there, six different teams. Uh, across his uh, four years in the league, five years in the league, excuse me. Uh, yeah, the um, 76th pick in the uh, 77 NBA draft. Although I don't think we mentioned him in uh, in that, that episode. Uh, seven footer, 205 pounds, so not the uh, not the heaviest guy, but uh, fortunately still with us at uh, 65 years old right now. As you mentioned, uh, a real Idaho guy, uh, born in Idaho, uh, went to high school in Idaho, went to Idaho State, and uh, maybe even more notable for uh, his work outside of the NBA as a as a hooper as his work, uh, you know, within it, a uh, big time player in the CBA actually, uh, played in the CBA, uh, most valuable player in, uh, in 1985 in the, uh, continental basketball association is what we're talking about. And, um, uh, the playoff MVP in, uh, in 1980, as he was uh, a champion that year as well. Also really notable for his uh, career at Idaho state, where he's considered one of the greats uh, of all time. Uh, famously, uh, went up against, uh, UCLA, uh, UCLA. I mean, in the NCAA tournament, UCLA was going for their 11th consecutive Final Four appearance, and uh, Idaho State came out on top with a uh, monster victory, uh, upsetting UCLA, 76 to 75. Uh, this guy, Steve Hayes, 27 points, 12 boards in that game. So, uh, a major, major accomplishment in Idaho State history for uh, this guy, Steve Hayes. Did they um, win the championship game? No, they didn't win the championship. Uh, come on, they beat UCLA. That's uh, that's pretty good. 
Yeah. You got to give it to him. And, uh, you know, uh, on a lot of the leaderboards for uh, all time performers at, uh, at Idaho State. So in the Idaho State Hall of Fame and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if this guy's his number retired, but I mean, you really should. I mean, come on. No question about it. So Steve Hayes, uh, the, the man you had at center for these uh, Idaho-born players, I had him as well at center. Um, should also mention his uh, playoff performance because it really, uh, really, really does stand out. I know he just got a little brief taste there, uh, just one game playing uh, one minute. But, I mean, one for one, and his rate stats really uh, re reflecting that dominance. Yeah, I mean – I mean, 92.5 PER. I mean, that, that you're just not going to see a thousand, a hundred percent true shooting percentage. Yeah. And that, you know, really uh, carrying the load with a 43.5% usage. Uh, obviously, just messing around with the small samples there. But uh, Steve Hayes, uh, who, who knows what he would have done with more opportunity in the playoffs. Let, let's move on to, uh, to to the four meals. Who'd you have there? Um, yeah. I had Dale Wilkinson. No, I had Charlie Black. Charlie Black. Let's uh, let's get into Charlie Black. Uh, what do you think about this guy? Yeah, I mean, he's a forward slash center, and, I mean, you got to admit, he was pretty good in the league. I mean, 10 points per game in two different seasons. Uh, yeah, def definitely had some uh, had some good moments. I think it was actually some partial seasons you were referring to there. But, uh, yeah, played in the uh, the late 40s, early 50s. Uh, starting out in the BAA and uh, making his way to the uh, the NBA with the Milwaukee Hawks before uh, uh, hanging it up after the 51-52 uh, season. Just 136 uh, regular season games across the NBA and uh, BAA. But this guy, uh, you know, he's known as Hawk. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, and uh, I mean, you really can't deny him. He's pretty good. I mean, he played in the MVPL. And uh, went to Kansas as well. I mean, played under the legendary coach Fog Allen at uh, Kansas back then. Uh, went to high school in uh, in Kansas as well. So uh, may have made that move from uh, Idaho to uh, to Kansas at some point during his uh, childhood. And uh, you got to mention when you're talking about Charles Black. I mean, this guy. First of all, his number ten is retired by Kansas. It's pretty good. I mean, Kansas like primo, uh, you know, basketball uh, college for sure. Also, I mean, this guy a war hero. I mean, according to his Wikipedia, I mean, this guy threw 51 flying missions over uh, Nazi-occupied Europe during World War II. 51. And he was awarded the uh, Distinguished Flying Cross. That's like a medal that they would, you know, give a... Uh... I don't even know, like, anything that you would just say. <laughs> Fair enough. He did a bunch of, uh, of flying as part of the military over, uh, you know, Nazi-occupied uh, places in, in Europe. I mean, uh, you know, dangerous stuff, doing important work to... Uh, defeat the Nazis. So certainly uh, worth mentioning about Charlie Black. That's uh, yeah. that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Good job by him. So I guess we uh, it's, it's time to get to uh, to my four on this uh, Idaho born squad. And uh, I got to turn to uh, Dale Wilkinson. Yeah, I mean, this guy, what a career. Yeah, what would you say stands out the most to you about uh, the career of uh, Dale Wilkinson? I would say I'm those uh, those positions. I mean, power forward, small forward in his first season, and power forward in the next seasons, or power forward and small forward in both of his seasons. Actually, only played one season in the league, just uh, participating oh. in the 84-85 uh, season, just 12 games, so just a little taste for uh, Dale Wilkinson. But, uh, you know, he's one of the best guys available to choose for this squad. One of the only guys. And, um, I mean, 1.2 points per game for his career. And um, play, got to play on the Clippers and the Pistons. Absolutely. Two games with the Pistons. I mean, that's pretty awesome. And, uh, interestingly, uh, taken in the uh, 1982 NBA draft, 221st overall, the highest drafted player in NBA history to appear in a game. That's actually pretty impressive. I agree. I mean, he didn't get much run, but, I mean – 221st pick. I mean, you got you got to battle through some guys to uh, to get on the court at that point. Yeah. And uh, taken by the uh, Phoenix Suns uh, out of, uh, I mean, Idaho guy for sure, born in Pocatello, Idaho. I mean, he went to high school in Pocatello, Idaho as well, and he went to Idaho State University. So, I mean, this guy into Idaho. And uh, as you mentioned, he, like Steve Hayes, I mean, some of the all-time greats from Idaho State. Yeah. Uh, no, no doubt about it. A uh, guy who wore number 31 and 38 during his NBA career and uh, stood uh, – uh, six foot ten, two hundred and twenty pounds. Of course, he's still with us. Uh, didn't play that long ago, back in the uh, the mid eighties. 
uh, just uh, 61 years old right now. Hope uh, Dale is uh, is doing well out there. I uh, should also mention he played a bunch in the CBA. So he played with the uh, Billings Volcanoes out in uh, Montana, not too far from his native Idaho. The uh, Sarasota uh, Stingrays down in Florida, as well as the uh, Wisconsin Flyers. And if you look at, uh, at you know, the best we can tell is information about uh, his performance in the CBA. Career averages of uh, 14.8 points and 5.5 rebounds per game in the CBA. So, I mean, he, he put up some numbers. And he spent most of the time with the Wisconsin Flyers. Yeah, absolutely. 71 games. Uh, so thanks, uh, Wikipedia, for all that good info. Uh, also appears to have played in Japan some with the uh, Japan Energy uh, back in uh, from, from 86 to uh, 91. So, uh, you know, some uh, some good uh, career off of uh, the basketball reference page for uh, Dale Wilkinson. Yeah. All right, let's, let's keep it rolling here. Let's get to uh, your three. Who'd you have there? I had um, Deb Smith. Let's get into it. Deb Smith, uh, short for uh, Delbert Bauer Smith, of course. Let's talk a little bit about this guy. Everybody's supposed to know that. And um, played in actually the first ever BAA season, I think. And, um, I mean, this guy, I mean, you just can't stop him. I mean, he's just going to shoot it all day in your face. Uh, you think so? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a shooter this guy was. I'm not sure why you're talking about because there's not a lot of information out there about uh, Deb Smith, his performance uh, in, in the league, playing just uh, 48 games during the 46-47 uh, season. But, um, yeah, I mean, he was out there with the uh, St. Louis Bombers, and he was uh, bombing away, not too successfully, uh, just under 27% from the floor for his career. But, again, this is a time in NBA history, or BAA history more accurately, where we don't have a lot of information. Uh, just know that he averaged 1.5 points per game across those 48 games, and uh, – yeah, unfortunately, no longer with us, having passed away in uh, 2009 uh, at the age of 89. Yeah, I mean, the age of 89. So, I mean. Yeah, I mean, he had, he had a good run. I mean, I can't, can't argue with that, uh, certainly. Uh, but, yeah, a, uh, you know, uh, a career for, uh, for for Dev Smith, even if not a, not an especially notable one. Did manage to, uh, to get on that 46-47 St. Louis Bombers team, looking way back in the past, playing alongside the likes of uh, Bella Smalley and uh, Herschel Baltimore. Yeah. On, uh, on on that squad, I uh, I, I also had uh, had Deb Smith in here at uh, at, at the two. Let's. Uh, oh, you had him at the three. Excuse me. Yeah, so, I had him at the three. All right. So uh, yeah, I had uh, at, at the two, or excuse me, I, I had at the three Charlie Black, who we've already discussed. I had Deb Smith at the two, and you had at the two. Dale Wilkinson. All right. So let's get to our point guard, Luke Ridenour, the uh, the best player certainly born in uh, in Idaho. Oh yeah, I mean, grew up in um, in over in Washington, Oregon area, I think. Yes. But um, yeah, I mean, good career in the league. I mean, like over ten nine point three points per game for his career, and only stopped playing in um twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. Yeah, I mean, as uh, taken in the two thousand three NBA draft out of Oregon, he had a successful run at at Oregon. Uh, taken with the 14th overall pick and uh, hung around the league for quite some time. I mean, you know, as you mentioned, uh, playing until the uh, 2015 season, age 33, where he finished up with the uh, with the Magic, but had a bunch of really good years. Played with the Sonics to start his career, which is kind of cool. A uh, Northwest guy. I mean, a guy who's from Washington or grew up in Washington, I should say, and uh, went to college in Oregon and then you know began his career up there in Seattle the first five years and uh, played there prior to uh, moving on to the Bucks, the uh, Timberwolves. The uh, Bobcats and the uh, the Magic, um, yeah. I mean, a terrific, uh, terrific career both in college and and in the pros. I mean, went to the uh, Elite Eight with um, the uh, with with the Ducks alongside uh, Luke Jackson and uh, Fred Jones, two other guys who made the NBA out of uh, out of Oregon uh, off that team, and actually made uh, sixty two consecutive uh, free throws at one point when he was in college at uh, at Oregon. Yeah, sixty two. Sixty two in a row. I mean. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, that's impressive, but I mean, you'll do better. Well, I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's a high bar, I suppose. Uh, yeah, a guy who was a pretty solid shooter over the course of his career, just under 35% from three and uh, 86% from the line for his career. Yeah, I guess he was good for his Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, also, pretty interesting about uh, Luke Ridenour, the way his uh, career ended. Actually uh, traded four times over the course of six days at the end of his career. <laughs> so a really, really chaotic end of his career. Although uh, 
supposedly he uh, he didn't have to move around at all. Actually, it was just like a bunch of trades on paper, and he ended up retiring uh, afterwards. But traded uh, to the Grizzlies uh, from the Magic, then from the Grizzlies to the Hornets, then uh, to the Thunder, and uh, then to the Raptors, <laughs> and uh, decided he wasn't going to be a part of any of that, and uh, ended up retiring. So. Uh, very, very active end of uh, Luke Ridnour's career on the uh, transactions page, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, made $45 million. Yeah, did fantastic. I mean, definitely a terrific career from uh, from Luke Ridnour overall, and, and certainly the uh, the point guard on these uh, Idaho-born squads. Yeah. All right, so let's, let's run down quickly uh, the guys who we had on this Idaho team, and then we can move on to uh, our final squad uh, from Wyoming. Yeah, um... I had center Steve, Steve Hayes, power forward Charlie Black, small forward Deb Smith, shooting guard Dale Wilkinson, point guard Luke Rindor. Rindauer. Rindauer. That's all right. And I had uh, uh, center Steve Hayes, power forward Dale Wilkinson, small forward Charlie Black, uh, shooting guard Deb Smith, and point guard Luke Rindauer. Now let's uh, let's move over to uh, to the, these players from uh, from Wyoming. Uh, Mills, who do you have at, at center from uh, from Wyoming? I had Mike Demich. Mike Davich, I think, Mike Davich, maybe? Mike Davich. Not sure. Okay, so let's talk about Mike Davich. Yeah, I mean, two points per game for his career. Um, born number 55 oh, with yeah. the Oakland Oaks. You got it. And um, I don't know the other team that he played on. Um, That's the Dallas Chaparrals. The Dallas Chaparrals. And, um, yeah, I mean, solid career, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. He's saying it's a solid career. I, I, I don't know. Played ten games in his uh, in his career, all in the ABA, uh, across uh, you know with, with the uh, the Oakland Oaks as well as the Chaparrals. Um, was taken with the uh, the sixty the sixtieth pick in the sixty uh, six NBA draft by the Knicks, although he didn't end up playing in the NBA at all. A uh, nicknamed uh, Dabo. I wonder if you like to uh, do that like dab move. That's <laughs> no, probably because his name is Davich. Uh, if, I, if I had to guess, uh, yeah, not, not a ton of information available about Mike Davich, but he was a seven footer who uh, was born in Wyoming, so uh, he made the squad. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> really, I really kind of came down to that for me. Yeah, I mean, seven footer, and I had the dream hook. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know anything about having him having the dream hook. Well, let's uh, let's move on to your uh, your your four meals. Who do you have there? Um, the dream. Um, I had um, Floyd Volker. Yeah, let's get into uh, Floyd Volker here. Yeah, I mean, pretty good player. Um, I mean, uh, 7.4 points per game for his career. So, I mean, put up some numbers in his one season in the league. And, um, yeah, I mean, okay, I guess. There's not really that much to say about Floyd. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely a Wyoming guy, I think, is, is one thing you can say about Floyd Volker. I mean, he was born in Casper, Wyoming, went to high school in Casper, Wyoming, attended Wyoming. It's a shame there was no uh, Wyoming professional team for him to join, but uh, definitely uh, did you know went as far as he could go in the Wyoming uh, basketball system, I would say. Yes. Uh, 6'4", 205, unfortunately, uh, having passed away back in uh, 1995 at the age of uh, 73. Now, one really, thing, one really notable thing you got to say about uh, Floyd Volker, this guy was on... The uh, University of Wyoming national championship team in 1943. Wow, and um, wow, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, they won the championship. University of Wyoming. Pretty impressive. Got Floyd Volker and uh, this Jimmy Darden, who we'll uh, mention shortly. Yeah, I mean, I know they a couple seasons ago. I think they went on a big run in their conference tournament. Surprisingly, they were like in last place, and they went on a big run. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I mean, the Big Seven. Actually, quite a few players who attended uh, Wyoming who have gone on to uh, NBA careers, uh, most notably from recent years, I would say Larry Nance Jr., a guy who uh, has had quite a terrific career out of uh, University of Wyoming. But, I mean, you know, maybe we'll get to a Wyoming episode at some point in the future uh, talking about the university. But uh, some good players out of there. Yeah, Floyd Volker right at the bottom. Well, he's at the bottom if you're sorting my minutes played because uh, they don't have access to uh, minutes played for the season that he played, but also didn't last that long in the NBA, to be fair. Only 54 regular season games out of Floyd Volker, but obviously, you know, more notable for his uh, time in college. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, I had Floyd Volker, I believe, at the uh, at the three. So we can get to uh, my four, which was uh, 
I think by far the most accomplished player born in uh, Wyoming, James Johnson, current NBA player. Yes, I had him at my three. Um, so, I mean, Bloodsport is his nickname, and um, current playing with played with the Pelicans this past year, and um, is only 34 years old, so maybe two more years or something out of him. And, um, I mean, solid career so far. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think James Johnson has lasted quite a while in the league, drafted all the way back in uh, 2009 with the uh, with the 16th pick, and a guy who uh, seemed to seems really to be from Wyoming. I mean, attended uh, Cheyenne East High School in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Cheyenne, of course, uh, the capital of Wyoming. Yeah. Uh, so definitely a, a Wyoming guy. Went uh, you know pretty far away for college. Went to Wake Forest, all the way in uh, North Carolina, but has uh, has hung around for quite some time. I mean, the guy you know entered the league at age 22. Uh, still playing as of this year at uh, age 33, has made his way to a lot of different teams over the course of his career. Eight teams, uh, the Heat, the Raptors, the Bulls, the Kings, the uh, Grizzlies, the Mavericks, the Pelicans, and the uh, Timberwolves. And I think has uh, really established himself as a guy who can shoot threes some of the time. I mean, you know his career three-point uh, percentage is down near 30%, which obviously is not ideal, but capable of stretching the floor and uh, definitely a major tough guy, I would say. I mean, I think that's probably what he's best known for at this point in his career. A guy who has a black belt in karate. I mean, we're talking a lot about that in this episode. I mean, black belts, Jared Reiner, <laughs> James Johnson, uh, and, and is known for actually uh, doing MMA fighting and is a 20-0, has a 20-0 record in uh, kickboxing. So this is a guy who you definitely would not want to be on the other side of if uh, there were some sort of altercation on the court. Yes, and... Um... Also, um, just to mention, I don't think James Johnson is as good as Jared Reiner at karate because Jared Reiner, I mean, he got his black belt in first grade. <laughs> it's true. It's pretty impressive. I think that's where the uh, Bloodsport nickname comes from for uh, James Johnson. Also has, like, a ton of, like, neck tattoos and stuff. He just like, looks like a guy who, uh, you know, might be ready to come after you possibly. I mean, you know, you, you wouldn't want to, you know, cross him. Yeah. Uh, I'll say that. He's a pretty, pretty intimidating guy. And uh, someone who's, as we have mentioned a couple of times, has hung around for quite some time. So uh, great career out of James Johnson and certainly the uh, most accomplished NBA, ABA player to have attended, uh, or excuse me, to have been born in Wyoming. Yes. All right. So let, let's keep it moving here. We're, uh, we're finally approaching the end of, uh, end of this episode. Uh, you had James Johnson at the, uh, at the three. I had at the three Floyd Volker. So let's move on to our twos. Mills, who do you have at the two? I had Vern Gardner. Now, Vern Gardner, he was pretty good, actually put up 13.5 points per game in his first season, and um, 151 minutes in games played in his career, and um, four rebounds, they weren't keeping track in his first two seasons, but did have four rebounds in his career, 1.6, four four rebounds a game, sorry, not just four rebounds, and um, yeah, I mean, 1.6 assists. So, solid. Yeah, attended uh, University of Utah, where his uh, number 33 is uh, retired and was taken with the uh, fifth overall pick in the uh, 1949 BAA draft. So, obviously, well thought of coming out of college. Actually was uh, a significant player named uh, Tournament and MVP for uh, when playing for the University of Utah when they won the uh, NIT championship back in uh, 1947. So, a guy who was very well known coming out of college and, uh, as you mentioned, had a really nice start to his uh, NBA career. With the Philadelphia Warriors averaging, uh, you know, double digits, 13 and a half points per game that first season, and uh, really just didn't last all that long. Um, you know, obviously financial uh, situations were different back then; not as much money to be made by playing in the NBA. Actually, went on to be a high school coach and a teacher uh, after uh, retiring from the uh, BAA, the NBA. Excuse me. Uh, started out when uh, when it was the BAA. With the, uh, yeah, I kind of lost focus there for a second. With, with the Warriors. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, solid, I guess. I mean, Wyoming guy, for sure. Yeah, I think he's one of the most accomplished players, I mean, probably after James Johnson, who uh, who, who was born in, in Wyoming. So I had him at the uh, at, at the two as well. Uh, not really too much question about that. A guy, you know, was a two-time All-American at, uh, at Utah, so pretty accomplished. Let's move on to the uh, to the one, uh, get to the last spot on uh, on, on these squads. Who'd you have there? I had um, Jimmy Darden. Yeah, let's get to uh, Jimmy Darden. Of course, uh, part of that uh, Wyoming uh, team that won the uh, won the title we mentioned before. Uh, also attended University of Denver. Uh, yeah, what what do you see in looking at Jimmy Darden? 
Yeah, I mean, this guy, I just I just liked him because he put up 8.1 points per game, played 26 games, and um, was on the um, Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets. As well as the uh, Denver uh, Refiners. Uh, played for the uh, Refiners as well in the uh, the NB, uh, excuse me, NPBL, the uh, National Professional Basketball League, which lasted uh, just one year. Uh, played for them in his uh, the season following his uh, one NBA season in uh, 49-50. Where, as you mentioned, he played with the Nuggets. Also uh, coached on both those teams as well. Uh, so Jimmy Darden, uh, pretty accomplished guy. I mean, relatively speaking. Yeah. Uh, born in uh, in Cheyenne, went to high school in Cheyenne, and of course uh, went to University of Wyoming as well. Uh, so you know, pretty uh, pretty good work out of uh, <laughs> out of Jimmy Darden. Definitely. Uh, also, uh, notably, uh, coached uh, multiple sports at uh, the Colorado School of Mines. Uh, coached both uh, the basketball and baseball teams. Good and I actually did so uh, until he retired at uh, age seventy. Wow, pretty impressive stuff. Actually, has the uh, the uh, baseball field at uh, the Colorado uh, School of Mines. Actually, died the next year. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. <laughs> that, is, that is tough. Actually, the uh, baseball field at the Colorado School of Mines is actually named after him, Darden hmm. Field. Interesting. And um, who did you have at the point guard? Well, I had Mo Radovich. Uh, it was a tough call. I was thinking about uh, Jimmy Darden. I might have actually put Jimmy Darden if I uh, had fully appreciated his role on that uh, championship Wyoming team. Uh, might, might have uh, weighed in his favor. But uh, Mo Radovich, I think I thought, uh, you know, maybe just uh, not quite sure what he would have been. He only played four games. Uh, not too impressive, uh, averaging 3.5 points and uh, two assists uh, in those games, just 8.3 minutes across uh, each of those four games with the uh, Philadelphia Warriors back in 52-53 having been taken with the uh, 24th pick in the 52 draft. Uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, someone to dream on with uh, Mo Radovich. I mean, this guy, uh, George Lewis Radovich, who knows what he could have done with more opportunities. Unfortunately, uh, we're never going to find out since he passed away back in 2004. Yeah, well, I mean, there's one more player to talk about. Well, we, um, we should mention before we move on, though, that uh, Mo Radovich, also a pretty accomplished coach, uh, went on to coach at uh, Sheridan Junior College, Wayne State Junior College, Fullerton Junior College in Wyoming as well. We definitely, need to mention that. we definitely need to mention that. But um, there's one more player. And um, he is, I don't know why we didn't have him on our team, because this guy. It's John, so, John so, Pilch. John no, Pilch. No, no, no. You didn't have him on your no, team no, either. No, no, no. John um, Pilch. <laughs> John Pilch. We're going to get a little bit punchy here. We should mention John Pilch, a classic Wyoming guy, born in Sheridan, Wyoming, went to high school in Thermopolis, Wyoming, and I went to college at Wyoming as well, uh, taken with the uh, 14th pick in the 1950 NBA draft, and uh, yeah, he got nine games in with the Minneapolis Lakers. you got to give him credit. Yeah, I do. Actually, uh, post, post uh, excuse me, posthumously inducted into the uh, University of Wyoming Athletics Hall of Fame back in uh, 1989 as well. So a good job out of uh, John Pilch. Let's uh, just recap our uh, teams here, and we'll uh, take a quick break and uh, compare these guys. Um, Sandra Mektovich, um, power forward Floyd Volker, um, small forward James Johnson, shooting guard Vern Gardner, and point guard Jimmy Darden. And I had uh, center Mike Davich, power forward James Johnson, small forward Floyd Volker, shooting guard Vern Gardner, and point guard Mo Radovich. We'll be back in just a moment. And we're back to uh, wrap this episode up by uh, having a little mini tournament here between uh, these squads and uh, seeing who comes out on top. Let's get this started with uh, North Dakota against South Dakota. Let's go through it position by position, see where we uh, fall out here. So in our first matchup at center, we've got uh, Les Jepson of uh, North Dakota going up against uh, uh, <laughs> first grade black belt, Jared Reiner. I think you've got a good Les Jepson there. Uh, yeah, what do you think in there? Just play, he, 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 he played a bit more than uh, than Jared Reiner, I guess you would say. So uh, Les Jepson takes it. He's, uh, he's he's up. So North Dakota's up uh, one nothing. All right, let's pull it together here. Uh, power forward. We got Mark Landsberger going up against uh, Ray Ellison. Yeah, I, I, I you got to take Mark Landsberger. Absolutely, two time champ and a guy who actually played uh, a fair number of games, four hundred and thirty seven regular season games in the NBA. I totally agree with that one. So that's going to put North Dakota up 2 nothing, and that's going to move us to uh, the three, where actually we have a pretty significant matchup here. We've got uh, North Dakota's Doug McDermott going up against uh, South Dakota's Mike Miller. you got to take Mike Miller. 
I agree with you there. Mike Miller uh, has his full career in the bank at this point. Uh, Doug McDermott still working his way through. Couple-time champion for uh, Mike Miller. So that's going to uh, put it to a 2-1 lead for North Dakota. Move on to the two where we've got uh, North Dakota's Dwayne Clue going up against South Dakota's Med Park. Uh, you got to take I mean, this one's kind of tight, actually. Um, but I think I'm going to take um, – I don't know. What do you think? I think I would take Med Park, honestly. I, I think it's a, it's a close call. Med Park with uh, with some more games in his career than uh, Dwayne Clue played about 200 more games in oh, the league. Okay, than, yeah, uh, Med Park. Than did uh, Dwayne Clue. Yeah, so I, I would say Med Park as well. That would uh, That's going to even us up here. Uh, South Dakota and uh, North Dakota tied up at two. Going into the, 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 the point guard matchup between uh, North Dakota's Tyler Johnson and uh, South Dakota's John Sunbold. I'm really sorry. It is sunny out today, and um, John Sunvold. Hopefully, this doesn't change the weather. But I think Tyler Johnson is going to um, prevail. Yeah, I agree with you there. Tyler Johnson, a bit more accomplished of a career than uh, than John Sunvold, uh, having more of an impact during his time in the league so far. And uh, yeah, so that's going to it's going to put North Dakota over the top. North Dakota with a three uh, two victory against South Dakota. Let's see who they're going to face. Let's get to this next matchup where we've got Idaho going up against Wyoming. Let's get into the center matchup right away. And we've got Idaho's Steve Hayes against Wyoming's Mike Davich. <laughs> I got to go Steve Hayes. Yeah, I think that makes sense here. Steve Hayes, uh, the guy <laughs> uh, in the middle at the pivot for uh, <laughs> for this Idaho team. All right, so it's going to put Idaho up one nothing. Let's get to the power forward matchup where we've got Idaho's Charlie Black, the uh, war hero, going up against uh, – National champion, Floyd Volker. Floyd Volker. Floyd Volker coming out on top. <laughs> is, is, is that based on, uh, on on his college work? I don't know. I think he's better. Yeah, I think uh, uh, Charlie Black actually got some more NBA action than did uh, than did Floyd Volker. But, I mean, you know, neither of them played that much in the league. So I can understand it. Uh, Floyd Volker actually with negative uh, two win shares for his career, according to uh, Basketball Reference, whereas uh, – uh, you got a little little more than that from Charlie Black, where he had 4.3 win shares for his career. All right, I'll go Charlie Black. Uh, only for sure. I'm not trying to push you in any particular direction. I mean, so that's so, – all right. So if we, if we take Charlie Black there as the victor, we're up 2-0 uh, for Idaho. Let's get to the three where we've got uh, uh, Deb Smith of Idaho versus uh, uh, James Johnson of uh, Wyoming. James Johnson. Yeah, that's a pretty easy one. So that's going to put it to a 2-1 uh, lead for Idaho. We can move on to the two where we've got uh, Idaho's Dale Wilkinson going up against Wyoming's Vern Gardner. Vern Gardner. I agree. Certainly a much more uh, accomplished player in uh, Vern Gardner. So that's going to even it up again. We've got another uh, another game five here. Game Everything's going to rely on it, and I think this one's going to be pretty clear cut. We've got Idaho's Luke Ridnour going up against uh, national champion from Wyoming, Jimmy Darden. Luke Ridnour. You got to take Luke Ridnour there, and that's gonna that's gonna give us a three-two victory for Idaho. So it's gonna be Idaho against North Dakota in the uh, the championship here. And uh, let, let's let's jump right into it. I mean, so we've got uh, North Dakota, Les Jepsen at the center going up against uh, Steve Hayes of Idaho. I'm gonna take Steve Hayes. Steve Hayes over uh, over Les Jepsen. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, Steve Hayes uh, didn't do too much in the uh, in the league during his time. Uh, so we'll put uh, neither did Les Jepsen. Neither did Les Jepsen. Exactly. I mean, you know, two relatively unaccomplished uh, players uh, for NBA guys. Let's get into the uh, the power forward matchup where we've got uh, North Dakota's Mark Landsberger going up against uh, Charlie Black. It's going to even the series up one to one. I'm going to take Mark Landsberger. And that's fair. So we move on to the uh, to the three where we've got North Dakota's Doug McDermott going up against Deb Smith of Idaho. I mean, you got to go Doug McDermott. No question about that. 2-1 lead for North Dakota at the two. Dwayne Clue of North Dakota going up against Dale Wilkinson of Idaho. Dwayne Clue. Dwayne Clue. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a tight one there. But, uh, yeah, so Dwayne Clue uh, getting the nod over the uh, the 12-gamer, uh, Dale Wilkinson. And uh, that, that's going to put us in uh, an interesting spot here. Yeah, I mean, Tyler Johnson against Luke Rennauer. I mean, Luke Rennauer is going to win that one, in my personal opinion. It's 3-2. to two. Um, North Dakota wins. But, I mean, 
they already sealed it off with that um, blank blue victory. Absolutely. So uh, North Dakota prevails at this uh, little four-team <laughs> mini tournament based on uh, where players were born who went on to play in the NBA and, uh, and ABA. Uh, pretty impressive stuff out of uh, North Dakota. I mean, it's a pretty small state. I know it's hard to find license plates from there, and, uh, and but they come out on top. Yeah. Wow. So uh, this has been uh, it's been quite an episode. We've uh, probably our longest episode ever. Uh, thanks so much for sticking with us. I'm sure uh, all of our listeners have uh, been enjoying this one all the way through. Uh, if you have any questions or comments for us, please do hit us up at uh, BarnardsOnTheNBA at gmail.com or uh, hit us up on Twitter at uh, BarnardsOnNBA. Yeah, and uh, if you um, want to listen to other podcasts, you can check out more of our episodes or check out Favorites with Ava and Matt. Uh, thanks so much for listening. We'll uh, catch you again in a couple of days. Bye.